Good morning. Welcome to Bridgewater Church. It is so good to be with you here this morning. My name is Kurt, and I just wanted to say how much, I don't know about you guys, but how much I enjoyed Be the Church last week. Um, it was a lot of fun getting to serve in the community and seeing everybody was like all ready to do it, and, um, and everyone did a great job. We had several uh, landscaping jobs. We had uh, two at, a nursing, at nursing homes. We had a, a card writing. We had a clothes closet. We had a food pantry. We had a car wash. It was fun, right? And, um, and so I just wanted to thank you all for all your hard work last week. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, and I've just heard from multiple people in the community, like, how thankful they are. And, um, and so that's really neat to hear. Um, because we want this community to know that we love them. And <clears throat> we also had a, a great lunch afterwards, which is really good too. Um, we got to be together there, and we also got to have some members of the community there. Um, I think we had about 10 or 11 from the fire department um, that came over that we had served with and helped, and they decided to join us for lunch. So that was really nice, and um, just a great opportunity, and, and really, leads us into this week because we're going to be talking about missions. <clears throat> so I wanted to start off this morning with a song, all right? <clears throat> now, when I grew up as a kid, this song was said at, at least every vacation Bible school I've ever heard of, um, and ev oftentimes like when a missionary would come and speak. So <clears throat> what I'm going to do this morning is I'm... I did this last service, and I still can't believe I did it. But anyways, um, I'm going to sing this song, all right, Be a Missionary. And so if, if you know it, you're welcome to, to come along with me in, the, in this journey and, and clap when it's appropriate. And then, but if you don't, and you're like, this, this is strange and weird, like, I get it, all right? I, I understand. Um, but this, is, this was a very uh, instrumental song when I was growing up, and it... And it pretty much says what our message is going to be about today. So I was like, I'm going to do it. All right. So here we go. <clears throat> be a missionary every day. <laughs> Tell the world that Jesus is the way. The Lord is soon returning. There is no time to wait. So be a missionary. God's own emissary. Be a missionary today. Hey. All right. That was fun, right? <laughs> so that, that it immediately takes me to every moment in my life where I've learned about missions, um, that song. So <clears throat> missions. So why do we meet on Sunday mornings? What's the point of church? It's hard to be 100% on board with something if you don't know why you're supposed to do it. I remember growing up in church and, and a missionary would come There'd be this missionary who tells people about Jesus in far-off lands. Missionaries who make sacrifices that no one else would be willing to make for the sake of the gospel. That's my, that was my impression. I put he or she on this pedestal like they were otherworldly. It's a missionary, ooh, you know. And, the, and, and only the best of the best could ever 
be a missionary. I ended up attending Bible college. I got a job in counseling, and, but missions was always on my mind. I've been on a total of six short-term missions trips, and I prepared to serve as a missionary with my family, uh, with a local missionary agency before God closed that door and kept us here in Tunkhannock. Um, most recently, my family and I were on a mission trip to Moldova. And while we were there, we, this, this particular place was, they, they taught English. And that was the draw um, from the community. It's like, you can learn English if you go to this camp. And so they would come, they would learn English, and then in the evenings they'd have these uh, events where um, there'd be a message. Now, the message previous to the night you see on the screen, there were a whole bunch of probably 60 to 65 people who came forward and... Um, recognize Jesus as their forgiver and leader. So that happened the night before. And then this night here, that's on your screen there, that they presented about missions. What I thought was interesting is that they said the typical, like, will you choose to follow after Jesus and go to be a missionary anywhere in the world and reach people for him? That's the typical plug to be a missionary. But then the speaker went on to talk about you're probably going to be experiencing major suffering. And you know what? You might die. And this, all these things could happen. And after all was said and done, 60 kids and adults went forward and said, yeah, I want to do that. I want to go and be a missionary, even if it means suffering and dying for Jesus, because it'll give me the opportunity to share Jesus with others so that Jesus can change their lives. I was blown away by that because I'm like, the pitch was not, it's definitely not, a, you know, a pitch where it's like, oh yeah, sign me up. That sounds comfortable and fun, right? No, not at all. So that just blew my mind that that many committed to being missionaries at night. Um, <clears throat> which brings us, this brings us to our first point is because of Jesus, we are not a religious gathering we are part of a movement. We are part of a movement. Let's go ahead and turn to Romans 5, 6 to 11. You'll have it up on your screen. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but also we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have received reconciliation. You see, before Jesus, we're powerless to save ourselves. Because of our sin, we deserve to spend an eternity in hell separated from God. But that's what I love about Romans 5.8. But God, 
but God. Our sin leaves us separated from God, but, but God did something about it. He demonstrated his own love and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I'm still blown away by that. This passage is saying that each one that has placed their faith in Jesus for salvation has been justified or made right or declared righteous by the shed blood of Jesus. God's wrath on sin was satisfied. Jesus paid the penalty. You see, this movement is one of life change. I've sat down with people in the past for in the, my counseling job who are plagued by guilt, just wishing I could share the gospel and because sometimes I was limited. I, could, I wished that I could share the hope of Jesus with them. And then there'd be certain days where I'd just be like, Lord, please just give me, a, give me an opportunity. Give me an open door so that I can share Jesus with someone today. And then there was one day where I did just that. I said that prayer, and then someone said to me, so what do I need to do to be saved? I'm like, wow, really? Like, you ever pray something and then, like, and then got, you know, with faith, but then but God answers it and you're, you're still a little stunned, right? You're like, whoa, this is awesome. And so, um, so God gave me that opportunity, and he does give us those opportunities when we seek um, when we seek him for opportunities to share about him with others. But often I'll watch people in life, they try to be good enough. Maybe even sometimes they convince themselves that they're good enough, that they're good enough to get to heaven, but we know from God's word that we are not good enough to get to heaven on our own merit. It doesn't work. God's word is clear that there are none righteous, there are not one, there's not one who understands. We fall short because of our sin. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ that we can now have eternal life because he paid the penalty of sin. So if we have true faith in Jesus Christ, we can be made right with God. So the movement is not just a gathering. It's an increase. It's not just this increase in numbers. It's not just about yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I get excited about Bridgewater growing and more people coming, and that's fantastic because that's more. It's about lives changed. It's about Jesus changing lives. So let's consider that as we look at this next point in the passage that we're talking about today. Um, so because of Jesus, number two, because of Jesus, we are called to make a difference now, here, and there. Romans 10, beginning in uh, verses 9 and 10. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So the reality is if we declare Jesus with our mouth, we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we declare I'm a sinner, I'm in need of you. You paid the penalty by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. It says, then you will be justified or made right with God. 
because of your profession of faith. <clears throat> then in verses 11 through 13, it says, as the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there's no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is the Lord of all and richly blessed all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's, I just love that because you know what? There is no, this passage talks about there's no difference between Jew and Gentile. Um, the Jews were considered God's holy, separate nation unto himself. And the Gentiles were anybody that basically was not a Jew, all right? And so it didn't matter what this passage is saying. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter the person that you are or have been. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that gets me excited. Does that get you excited? I'm just like so thrilled because everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's hope for everyone. So then, <clears throat> verses 14 and 15. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The passage here is historically referenced as a missions passage, particularly verses 14 and 15. But in our churches over the years, when missions is spoken of, it's often referred to as foreign missions only. When missions is spoken of, well, what, what, what are the missions that are going on? Well, it's going on over here in this country, in that country. But what about here? Last week, I mean, what tends to happen, and, and I, I did this too, is putting missionaries on a pedestal, and they're so lofty that we can never reach. We can never do what they do. But the reality is that God has called all those who have placed their faith in Jesus as forgiver and leader to go. He's called us all to go. Last week, we had the highest participation of Be the Church Sunday that I've seen since my family started attending here. And that's fantastic. We had so many that were willing to go in the community and to serve. No one needed the title missionary in order to do it, right? We just need to be faithful in the going. Now let's take that a step further. We are all doing the service for our community to show them the love of Jesus. But if we stop there, we're missing something. We are called to bring the good news. That is essentially what the gospel means. So what is the gospel? What is good news? 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 to 4 explains that. It says, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that it, he was buried, that he was raised on the third day 
according to the scriptures. The good news is that Jesus died and rose again to pay the penalty for our sins. If we choose to turn from our sin, embrace the free gift of salvation, then we will be saved. In our culture today, we are saturated with information. It can be overwhelming, but the gospel is simple. This is what drives what we do at Bridgewater. This drives us to make more and better disciples of Jesus. Here at Bridgewater, we partner with 11 missionaries or missions organizations around the world. And um, you, can, you can get one of our missions booklets out at the Welcome Center. Uh, but I wanted to talk about three missions this morning um, because these are ones that are specifically related to our campus. Um, the first one is, uh, is C2G Guatemala. All right. Now, Bridgewater works with an organization called Food for the Hungry, and Food for the Hungry works with church leaders and families and helping them to overcome poverty. So they help them, not just, not just giving them food, but no, helping them know how to survive independently. So they teach them the skills that they need. In addition to that, they teach them the word of God and they teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And at Bridgewater, we've been involved there in one, one of the communities by, uh, since 2010, another one since 2015. We currently give 16000 from our annual budget to this ministry in Guatemala. And once a year, we send two teams there to do the work. So some of the work anyways. Um, so on the screen you have there, uh, we have uh, people that are at our campus here. Uh, Kelsey Lawrence there and Elijah Goglin who um, are there. And, and that's one thing that Elijah said, one of his favorite times there was, his, was just interacting with the kids and building relationships with the kids. He thought that was great. Um, they, had, they did a vacation Bible school there. They did work projects, um, whatever they needed them to do. And um, uh, one of the things that they would do was, was um, Elijah told me about, was that they would carry these 40-pound bags of sand and they'd carry them up a mountain um, so that, to their water source. And I was like, wow, that's so, I'm trying to picture. I didn't get any pictures of that, but that would have been interesting. Um, carrying up 40-pound bags of sand up, up the mountain. So that was one of the things that they did. Um, but they served in projects. They shared the gospel. They built relationships with the kids. Um, so it's a fantastic ministry that we support, and we participate by physically uh, going there. And the next one here, um, we support this local ministry. This is a... Uh, this is called CareNet. Um, some of you, mo most of you know that we collect all the bottles once a year between Mother's Day and Father's Day uh, for this ministry. Um, they're offering hope and life-affirming options for um, women that are pregnant. Um, they help the women and the men, and they, they provide um, uh, Bible studies for them, counseling for them. They provide also like physical needs uh, that they would need as well. Um, so this is a ministry that Bridgewater supports for uh, $800 a month, and it's, it's, it's well worth it um, because we constantly see lives changed. Um, I've had the opportunity 
uh, through my other job of, of working in counseling, of interacting with people at CareNet, and then also being able to refer people there and being like, hey, you know, I, I may not be able to share Jesus with you, but here, <laughs> they can. Um, so I, I could do that as well. CareNet's a fantastic ministry that we support here um, and how we help to reach uh, this mission uh, of more and better disciples. And this final one here um, is the Duvals in uh, Ecuador. This is, uh, they, come in, they came and spoke here a couple years ago, um, uh, but their ministry is a church planning ministry. Uh, they do evangelism and discipleship. Uh, they train new leaders um, in the church. Uh, also, uh, Jeff is involved in ministry to the police officers and the firefighters, as well as he has a motorcycle ministry as well there. So they, uh, Bridgewater supports them for $500 a month, and um, we continue to see uh, lives changed there in, uh, in Ecuador. And, and the question I want to ask all of us today related to all of this that we're talking about is, is your life centered around the difference that Jesus makes? Is your life centered around the difference that Jesus makes? Because ultimately, this is a quote from David Platt that says, if you're not going to go, you need to have a really good reason to stay. So you're not going to go and be a foreign missionary. Okay. But what, what, what has God called you to do here? What does God have for you here? How are you going to share the gospel here where you're at? And so that leads us into a discussion about our ministries here, some of the ministries here at Bridgewater that I get really excited about. And, and I will say this, and a couple of you maybe have heard me say this before, but probably the only reason that like, my family's not on the mission field right now is because of Bridgewater Church. Um, we are missionaries here. We, we feel like we can be missionaries here and we can reach uh, our community for Jesus um, in the same way where we have had that passion to reach others around the world. And so some of the ways that that happens is through these ministries. It's, if, you know, maybe, some, maybe you're, you're involved in one or you're not, you know, but the reality is all these ministries are fantastic. The kids' ministry is amazing. Um, I, I see constantly life change out of there. We have some excellent, wonderful leaders there that do an amazing job, which has actually led us to um, partly why we're starting a Voyager ministry. Um, and I wanted to talk about that uh, for a minute. I'm really excited about the Voyager ministry because it's going to give opportunity for us to be able to uh, have kids K to five, K, K to fifth grade, and. Um, basically be able to have a, a, a time where you, they, you know, they can learn, they can grow, they can learn about Jesus, and, uh, and it's just it's, it's going to be a great time. And if you are interested in serving in that ministry, if you are wanting to send your kid there, that sort of thing, um, there is a table in the back. Um, uh, Alyssa will be out there as well as Kevin, and they are available to ask questions, and there's also uh, sign-ups for different leader things and, uh, and that sort of thing. There will also be a, a, a leader walkthrough on September 7th before the following week, which is Thursday, 
September 14th is when Voyager will officially begin. But I'm really excited about that because I think God's going to use it in a great way. It's an opportunity also for you could always you know, drop your kids off here and then go and attend your small group and then, um, and then come back and get your kids. Um, and some of the other uh, fantastic ministries there, uh, you've got to experience, obviously, Bridgewater Worship this morning. Um, student ministries is, is amazing. Um, and small groups, uh, again, small groups is sort of incorporated into all of our ministries. But, uh, but just having that opportunity to walk and do life together um, so that we can grow in our walk with Jesus and then reach others. <clears throat> so we have outreach for foreign missions and we have missions right here at home. We have opportunity to serve here at Bridgewater and in our community but what are, we do, what are we doing individually? When my wife and I were preparing to be missionaries, we'd sit down in homes with families, which I love to do, and we'd share stories about life. And we'd talk about what it says in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, that we were supposed to go out all the world and preach the gospel and to make disciples. <clears throat> we then asked the families, how are you fulfilling this great commission to make more disciples of Jesus? So that's my question to myself and to all of you today. What role are you playing in the Great Commission? What role are you playing in reaching other people for Jesus? Maybe that means becoming a missionary in a foreign country. Or maybe that means being the light of Jesus in your work environment or in school or at home. What are we doing to pour into the lives of others? How can we practically think beyond the service that we did last week to reach this world for Jesus. And one of the practical ways that we have here is taking this card, which you will receive on your way out, and many of you have seen it before, pray, invest, invite. <clears throat> now, we need people of prayer. Sometimes, sometimes we dismiss prayer by saying, <clears throat> I feel like I can't do anything to help. I guess I can only pray. How many times do we do that not realizing that there is power in prayer? There's power in a heart that's submitted to Jesus, that's pleading before him for the heart of another to know him. Because ultimately, all of this is about Jesus. I can't change a life. We can't change a life when it comes to coming to know Jesus. Jesus does that work. He does that work in that person. So the, the importance of prayer <clears throat> is paramount. And then we need to invest. We need to invest in their lives, just like we did last week in the whole community. We need to invest personally in people's lives, be willing to get involved, help them in certain ways. Um, be willing, sometimes it gets messy. Be willing to get messy sometimes to love on someone. It's worth it. And then finally, invite. Invite people to come to church Come to your small group. Come to a special event like Open House, which is coming in September. But <clears throat> pray, invest, and invite. That's practical for our missions message today. So as you pray for missionaries from Bridgewater that Bridgewater supports, prayerfully consider your involvement in the Great Commission to see more and better disciples. Let's pray. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, that you are so good. 
We thank you for the free gift of salvation. Um, <clears throat> I pray, God, that uh, you would give us courage. Courage to share about you with others. Um, courage to take those next steps that maybe you're tugging on our hearts this morning to make. Um, whether that means coming to know you for the first time or being willing to share with others. God, we give this morning to you. We give this week to you. We love you and we praise you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.